0: accent anytime <laughs>
1: yeah man that. me bring that out you know
2: <laughs> for you I'm not gonna do that how would it feel to have a thriving fitness business and have the freedom to enjoy life at the fullest well that is exactly what the trainer revenue multiplier show is going to give you my name is matthew park this is Jamie filer hey guys and we are here to serve
0: going on everybody welcome to the trainer revenue multiplier podcast i am your host as always jamie final and i am joined by two guys who also have these incredible voices that were really made for podcasting so maybe i won't host today maybe i'll just give the head mic over alvin Mm -hmm. brown isaac miller how are you guys
1: jamie i'm good you know jamie everything good still you know everything irie (laughs)
2: Ivy, mean, <laughs> yeah, man.
0: And Isaac, how are I'm you?
2: Fantastic. I, uh, I, I'm blessed. I don't have quite the uh, amazing accent as the Jamaican Jedi Alvin <laughs> Brown, but there you go. There you you go. Know, we're here. There
0: I know, mean, Isaac. You and I represent the white of Canada. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's oh it. My. I'll be
1: the. I'll be the bridge. Don't worry about it. I got you.
0: Oh, there you go. <laughs> So we wanted you guys specifically on the show because who better to talk about leadership than, I mean, Isaac, your experience from a teenager leading uh, troops, leading your Marines. And Alvin, I, I believe you're just a born leader. There is no, no doubt that you just started leading at a young age. So I think the first thing we should do is define our terms. You know, when a new client signs on with us, we talk about term. What are the terms of the agreement? What's the financial term? What is the chronological term? What are the deliverables? What does the term leadership mean to you guys?
1: Zach, go ahead.
2: You know, that's, it's a simple, but not simple uh, question and answer. And honestly, I think leadership uh, and, and I, even did kind of a reel about this today, about building authority. Uh, it's not authority, and we can replace that, that term with leadership, is not built upon you know, a specific degree or a specific amount of followers or a specific um, tangible criteria. It's a kind of skill set that you acquire on being able to actually empower people to do something beyond themselves. Uh, And you're supposed to be able to, as a leader, transcend individuals into a group. Uh, And I think that is, is the beauty of leadership is being able to actually uh, tap into the individual to create one cohesive group uh, or unit. And whenever they can act as one and move as one, even though they're all individuals, uh, that's, that's leadership.
0: Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I like like that. And, uh,
1: so I would I would narrow leadership down as well to simple things. Here's a here's here's my version of leadership. Be the change you want to see. see. Right? Gandhi's quote. Be the change. And then the second one, I have three things here. Be an example. You have to set the pace. And then the last one is do more than you speak. Because a lot of time being a parent, for instance, one of the greatest leadership jobs you can get is there's no use telling my kids, oh go and get your books out and study while I come home and flop on the couch and never ever do they ever see me pick up a book yeah. or never ever do they see me go out and go out and work out, but I want them to go out and be healthy. I want them to sign them up to stuff, but I come home and drop. Yeah. See we have to in our business in our life in our you know even with your partner at home, be be the leader. If you truly want to be do it, do it stop enough talking do it right too many times we're, we're we want we're looking outside of ourselves at somebody else and judging or they should do this so my partner should do that be this way you want it you want your partner to be sexy you be sexy you want your you want your relationship to lash you lash you want your like lead lead the way and then it'll somehow magically comes back to you so you want your partner you know someone complains about their partner at home for instance uh, they're not what enough well are you doing that because I'm certain if you're doing it the partner will follow you know Absolutely. so it's yeah it's an example be an example if you want to be a leader
0: I love that and and Alvin you bring up a good point right okay uh, be the change you want to see lead by example now Isaac you mentioned it is a specific skill set to empower people that's what leadership is so I want to broaden the question and say what skill set but also what character set do great leaders have and what skill or and what character set do not great leaders have?
2: So I am sure Alvin has a lot of, of great ones here. I'll, I'll give two that I think are foundational. And this is something that we learn uh, in our leadership schools that I've been blessed to go through in the military. Uh, And one of the foundational principles and the first one I'll say of being a good leader is first being a good follower. Uh, if you can't take orders and take criticism well, how can you give orders and give criticism well? If you can't work well in a team, how can you expect to lead a team that wants to follow you? So you have to understand how, it, how, it, how to be a good follower and how to be a part of that team before you can expect to lead that team. Uh, and this is coming from someone who was really bad at working a normal job. Like, I did not do well with authority. And I realized that as a leader, I was failing as a leader because I hated authority, because I always lashed out, because I always did what these like what the the status quo said not to do, you know, like that was me. And I realized that I was struggling to lead because I was so focused on doing the opposite things and I couldn't, I failed at communication. And then that second part, which kind of stems from it is empathy. I think empathy is a huge skill set. And that was one thing where in the military, you know, it was if someone was struggling and you didn't understand that or you didn't dive into it and you just said, hey, you have a job to do, suck it up, like quit being a baby. We have a job to do. And then you walked into the barracks one day and that, you know, Marine was was gone. It was on the leadership. It wasn't on that Marine. And I got to a point where I lost way too many really good Marines. Uh, because they were simply overworked and no one was listening to their voices. Like it was just suck it up, go to work. And empathy was what was lacking there. And the best leaders I ever worked under were empathetic. They were the first ones to ask, you know, how are you doing today? How, how's things at home? How, you know, what what do you need? What support do you need? And that's why I'm blessed to be a part of TRM because you know Matthew being a, a, the kind of head of, of TRM. He's really quick to say, you know, how are you? <laughs> what do you need from me? What 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 do I and so I try and do that for for my people is like, hey, what do you need from me? How can I support you? Uh, and so I think empathy and being able to follow before you can fully take charge and lead are two of the foundational things.
0: I love that. I love that. Alvin.
1: Yeah, those are those are great, Isaac. Really great. And so I wrote down instantly when you said that, I wrote down, Jamie, I wrote down integrity. Mm. But then, as Isaac went over his, I had to add humility. You're 100% right. Because, as you point out, Matthew. So here I am. Matthew literally could be my son in age. He could be my son. And this group, I've read a lot of books and done a lot of things. I pride myself on being around other people too, with, you know, push me And But when I, the reason why I surrendered and became, uh, you know, part of this group and, and push away my ego is is the humility of our leader. Uh, you know, Matthew has that humility, and and he he pumps me up more than I do myself, which which you know makes you want to, um, you know, embrace them, embrace your leader. You want to do for them because you realize that they want to do for you. So you know, as opposed to a leader who never gives you credit or never gives you. Um, room to they're pumping themselves up so much that you know they never you never really want to you're resentful actually so Mm -hmm. humility is a huge one integrity and that ties into the first when you ask the first question is am i doing what i say i'm going to do every single time you know every time not when it's feeling good every single time and i remember a real quick uh, the legend of bagger vance i don't know if anybody ever saw that movie okay at the end of the movie when the little kid was with him and he said, pick it back, pick up the ball because no one could see it was in the dark and no one would tell you're in a, you're in the rough and you'll probably lose the game. Just pick it up. I won't tell. And he says, I won't pick it up because you'll know and most important. I'll know. So, you know, it's one of those integrity piece where you make that right decision at the right time and you just stick to your values, you know what your values are. So I think those two humility and integrity and the flip side when you ask the other question is what not the opposite of that narcissism mm. about them, about the ego, about getting where they wanna go just for their accolades. So yeah, I think being here humble is key.
2: And, and to kind of caveat off of that, something that really spoke out, cause Alvin's exactly right, you know, um, that was a good example, The Legend of Bagger Vance, and no one would have known, he would have, you know, been able to win easy by cutting that corner uh and Mm -hmm. and cheating essentially to get ahead and win but hey who knows right they only care about the end result and we see a lot of companies that are Mm -hmm. winning uh we we look at a lot of companies especially in the fitness space that are pioneering are winning are ahead of the game how toxic are those actual work environments for the core team because i know our core team at trm we're all freaking fired up and happy and a part of like a cohesive unit. We all like a to decor. Like that's, that's mm-hmm. one of our core values is being able to have a, a spirit of the individuals that transcends mm-hmm. and, and goes into, you know, one cohesive thing. How many of those winning companies, how many of those core team members hate their CEO and talk crap about them behind their back? Like it, mm-hmm. it happens a lot. And is that really winning uh, because that CEO cares more about their own pocket you know, mm-hmm. than themselves? Walmart's winning, but CEO fire, or the CEO fired how many percentage of their employees and cut so many bonuses because he needed to keep his own bonus? It, it, it's a, it happens. And that company's winning, uh, but is it? Is, is that CEO actually have a team of people behind them that don't want to secretly see him not come back to work? Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. Great example. Absolutely. Great example, Isaac. Um, So we, we got on the topic of emotion a little bit more than logic, which I absolutely love. Um, I actually just finished the book dare to lead by Brene Brown and it was essentially a business book, but it was about leading with vulnerability, which she Mm -hmm. is the captain of that ship. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, Isaac, you started the call off with talking about authority and now we've kind of shifted into the authenticity Side of the equation, talking about empathy, talking about humility. But what is the balance? Because Isaac, you cannot beat a Marine emotionally or they won't serve. But where is the line whereby, whether it's a Marine or your assistant coach, they lose a parent and you say, oh my God, take all the time you need? Shit, we also have a war and we also have 17 clients we have to serve. Where do we? throw the, we cast the line, but then also eventually have to start reeling it in.
2: See the, that was a, it's a beautiful question. Uh, and the answer is a beautiful thing to see and act like in real life, especially in the extremes of something like training up for a war or uh, getting ready for something that, that is very, you know, violent in nature, but running a business can be violent in nature too. Uh, and so one thing that I, I love about that answer is whenever you have a, a team, cause whenever a, a leader leads by example, how Alvin said, or Alvin had expressed like, when you lead by example and you, you know, show up for your people, but you're also humble and authentic and have integrity, it bleeds out and everyone else in that team acts the same way. And so whenever something bad happens, it's not just the leader that shows up, the entire team shows up. And whenever the entire team shows up, that individual understands, okay, I have the ability to, to step back, fix things that are going on, you know, get myself ready, but they want to get back in that fight as soon as possible because they need to show back up for the people on their left and right. And this is a beautiful thing about like, I've been under bad leadership. And if something bad happens and we say, Hey, take some time, those people try and milk it to the point where it almost gets like malingering. It's like, Hey, all right, we need you back. And they're like, I don't want to go back. Like, this is place sucks but then I've worked with amazing leaders and had amazing teams where it's like you're, you're out and it's like watching a, a league like Patrick Mahomes you know spraining his ankle a high ankle sprain in the middle of a game and he doesn't want to come out because he knows that the guys on his left and right are relying on him and he's like I could sit out we'll probably still win the game without me being in but no like I need to get back out there because I love the guys on that field and yeah. I need to be with them. And that happens from great leadership.
0: I love that I love that mm-hmm. oh, yes Goosebumps mm-hmm. answer. Alvin mm-hmm.
1: and this this lends to yeah great answer and this lends to the complexity of being a leader. I mean it's not a leadership it's not a word it's it's really an act. it's really being a, a place of being because it shows you the emotional, EQ, the high EQ that you you have to have, because you have to be able to, as as uh, one of the Bible quotes in Jim Rohn, I, I remember him saying, you have to cure love like a lion and cure like a lion, or like a a mother, but kill like a lion. You know, you have to have this these, these two forces running inside you, mm-hmm. because sometimes being that strong leader, killing like a lion, is necessary for your people as well to empower, inspire. Mahomes, for instance, when he came back out, it's the example of killing like a lion. He he could have stayed on the side, but he, he came out not only for the game, not, not only for his ego to win. You could sense that in the movie, the, the quarterback movie on Netflix right now, right? You could sense that he came out not for the win, but for to inspire. As you said, look to the left, to the right. He knew if he came out, it would inspire his team to level up. To take him to, if he's doing that as the leader, the quarterback, yeah. then I'm gonna level up my game too. So it's sometimes you do things, you know, you take NHL hockey. Sometimes they send out a a a bruiser to get in a fight because it inspires, or the captain who never fights will fight because it inspires the team. To, oh well, geez, if they're in, I'm in. I'm all in too, and then the game levels up. So yeah, you know, it's, it's, such a di- it's such an interesting thing being a leader where you have to sit back and you have to make um, decisions from a cerebral level and then from a physical, almost you have to morph between two phases. So it's a really special role.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys ever experienced someone questioning your leadership and how did you navigate that situation?
2: All the time. <laughs> Especially in the, in the military where I found myself, um, I was a very, very, very young, um, Sergeant in, in the Marine Corps. And, and that being, I was also in zone for staff, uh, while I was still kind of in my first, you know, rotation, it was an extended rotation, but I was in my first rotation. So I was very young, uh, and in a billet of, it, it was a master Sergeant billet. So to put that in perspective, uh, a master Sergeant is someone who's been in for between 15 and 20 years. And I had been in for four years at the time, going on five. And so I was in charge of an entire division of Marines uh, and would have to sit at the table with, you know, master sergeants, master gunnery sergeants, colonels, like all these really high up people. And they were really, really quick to be like, sit down, dude, like, shut up, just do what you're told. And in my, my like, perspective, it's like, no, like what, the decisions you make are affecting people's lives. Like the actual people putting in the work while you guys sit behind your desks in another building far away making decisions is, is hurting people that, we care, that I care about, that I work with, you know, side by side. And so that was one thing where as soon as you were able to show the human aspect of the job it allowed the people at that level to understand the decisions that they were making because they had simply forgotten where they came from. Uh, And then on the flip side, whenever I would have people that were in direct uh, line with me questioning my authority, it's giving them, typically it's because I did not do a good enough job communicating and explaining so I had to check myself. Uh, Jaco Willink wrote a really good book called Extreme Ownership. And it's like typically whenever authority is being questioned or whenever you know your leadership is being um, threatened, it's because you didn't do a good enough job as a leader. And for me, I had to do way better at communicating and way better at trusting my people to do the job that they'd been trained to do and not micromanaging. Uh, but at the same time, there were times where it's like, hey, I, I'm sorry. This is just the way it is. You have to do this. Like we're all relying on you to do this. I know you might not like me in this moment, but that doesn't matter in this moment. We have a job to do and you can hate me after the job and we can talk about it then. But for right now, this is going to happen. And if not, there are consequences. And there's times where that is needed. Hopefully it never gets to that point, but there are times when that does need that firm hand. But I think it's, it's a mix between empathy and action. Uh, that that is is needed in those times.
0: I love that. Thank you. Thank you, Isaac. Alvin, does anyone ever question you?
1: (laughs) Jamie, (laughs) Jamie, I want to let you know this morning when you woke up, you got questioned. You're you're being questioned right now. You know, like, so leading this call, you're being questioned. Mm -hmm. Can you lead this call effectively? So we're always being questioned. I don't think we ever not. Have you... As long as both of you has been leaders. Have you woke up a day when this is a great leadership day? I've never. No. Not, no. Right. Every decision you make, Jamie, to open, close, meet with a client, not. You're being questioned every day. It's mm-hmm. like your rent is being paid every day. You know what I mean? Your space you're taking up. You're constantly being questioned. So my having kids, Jesus, they try you every day to see how much it can get. This, You know I mean? Your clients, your, if you have employees, every single day you're being questioned. And, and that decision in that day determines your level that you go up or go down. You know, I, I mean, yeah. So every day I would say you're being questioned and every day you're being called to make the right decision to hold the leadership or have it go up or down. But it's, it's never static, your position, never static. So yeah, question every day.
0: Good answer. Good Um, answer, Alvin. Way to make um, us uh, introspective. Um, Okay, so uh, Isaac, you mentioned extreme ownership. I love Dare to Lead, but that only because that's the most recent one that's on my mind. But I am curious what books, movies, humans you've uh, learned from or been mentored by, specifically as it relates to leadership and what you would recommend other people pick up um, you know, emotionally or just to read, uh, to help them become better leaders in their fitness business.
2: So, I mean, obviously, Jaco's book on, on extreme ownership, but I, being a military background, I, I think it's one, it's it's I don't want to say fun for me to read those types of books, but it's more, um, I can understand it, it, it drives, drives it home, but I think also reading. Those types of books, whether it's, it's um, biographies from soldiers or, or military personnel uh, or leadership books from soldiers or military personnel, seeing leadership at its most extreme gives so many applicable takeaways to business. Because in those circumstances, you're seeing the most human element possible. You're, you're like really seeing humanity at its most raw and so when good or bad leadership decisions are made in those moments it's exemplified tenfold and so there's no like trying to read between the lines it's very black and white and so being able to read that and seeing like okay how he treated this person caused an effect that caused this person then to make the wrong decision in a life or death situation or how he empowered these people and they went out and led others. And it became like this, this big, you know, positive movement at that time. Like it, it's so black and white and so um, easy to see it's clear. So that's why I like those style of books. But at the same time, I think the biggest thing, and I'm going to plug T R M for this is getting a part of a community that empowers you to learn. Uh, mm-hmm. Cause you can read all the books you want, but if you're not actually going out and just, taking action, you know, uh, it's knowledge is not power. Knowledge and application is power. Uh, and so if you're not applying it and in order to apply it again, you have to be a good follower to be a good leader. So get a part of a group where you can be the bottom, like get back to being a good follower and just doing, you know, and taking criticism and taking critique and cr- taking, you know, Uh, what other people are are helping you with and then apply it. And then you can take their leadership principles and adapt them. I mean, how I help the TRM silver clients are things that I've taken away from you, taken away from Alvin, taken away from um, Amanda and Jace and Matthew and Tanny. like all these different aspects that have taught me. Plus my experience in the military has now helped me to become what I would like to say is a good mentor uh, for other coaches. So, uh, I, I think that's the most applicable way is to get a part of a community where you can kind of like take the following role again to learn how to yeah. lead.
0: Put it into practice for sure.
2: And then Alvin's book, obviously.
0: obviously.
2: Uh, nice.
1: <laughs> plug, plug. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, great questions. These are all amazing questions, Jamie. And thanks, Isaac, for that. Um, the well, As soon as you say leadership for me, John Maxwell comes to my mind. He's a person that, for me, live alive today. That that consistently I've seen over. I I wouldn't want to meet him to find out he's any different. So, I'll just leave him where I, where I have him. But John Maxwell is twenty one irrefutable laws of leadership. I mean, you could go down his you could down his, his list of that's where he focuses on leadership. So and he's he does it in a very you know not aggressive way. It's a very very introspective way. So uh, yeah, he's had a big influence on me. And someone who I, you know, I see in action is I have to go back to Barack Obama, you know, uh, maintaining his family, um, you know, despite any political opinions people may have. If you look at him as a man, as a person, you know, his family, he's always mentioning them. He's humble, uh, it seems, Um, you know, from the portrayal we get, that's the person that I would see as a person who here's politics, but here's a man who can joke, who can show up and become whomever and so yeah i would say leaning on those people and when i do my identities um i so i go through identities i brought it up in our group before different identities so when i'm here i'm there when i'm this i'm that and when i do my identities i'm a gold miner so i look for gold in my people you know in in although they may show up in a certain way i i do my best to shake sift where's the gold in them and you know as one of my archetypes it's it's him um, Barack and John Maxwell and various people I kind of take take their roles. Success leaves clues.
0: Fantastic answer. Guys, we are out of time, but I appreciate you both so, so much. Any final words before we uh, close this episode?
1: Yeah, okay, so I'll go first. Um, it's a, a theme that's come up in my head, and you brought it up, Jamie, and, and this has inspired it, is Um, It's not what you get, but it's who you become, you know, so when you're doing leadership is who you're becoming every day and it's it's really calls for humility. You can't it's impossible to lead anyone as as you brought up, Jamie, you said it and you brought inspiration for it is it's a rent that's being paid every day. You know, um, today I might do a great job and everyone thought you're a great leader tomorrow. Guess what? You know, you look at the Ellen show, for instance, right? She didn't know those things were going on in the background, and all of a sudden now she's vilified. But guess who it falls on? If you hired that person and you didn't look, hey, it's on you. If you, if your team does, they fire a coach when teams do bad. So the rent is being paid every day. So it's, it's humility, become humble, lead by example. Yeah, so.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Alvin. Isaac? Uh,
2: I guess on the the talk of leadership and Alvin being the the gold miner, uh, trying to get the gold out of his people, the best thing we can do as leaders is allow our people to stay in their zone of genius. So if you have a team, figure out where those strengths are. Figure out, you know who's good at what type of task. And even though they may have to do other things, allow them to try and at least stay within 60% of the time, focusing on their zone of genius. And if you do that, you'll have a team that will go above and beyond to stay working for you and with you because they actually enjoy a majority of their work. And how many people wake up and enjoy even 60% of what they do? Not many. Not many, and we are blessed to enjoy like a hundred percent of what we do and If we can give others our team a taste of that uh, they won't want to leave they won't want to they they don't, don't want to give that up, and they will move mountains to mm-hmm. help keep your business running the way it is because they are so happy with what they do okay. and, and
1: really quickly, I want to jump on Isaac's stimulated thought. And and he's right. It's 100% right. You make them better than they were when they met you. Mm-hmm. However, here's the thing you have to also caveat to that is they may leave because they became so empowered that you may inspire them to go off and do their own, but it's part of the game and you have to, they're going to leave though with better than when they came and they'll level you up. So yes, the, the danger is you might cause them to become leaders themselves and leads, but that's the goal. So great, great answer. point. Yes. Yeah. Great point.
0: Awesome. Guys, where can the people listening find you? Social media, email, whatever you want to drop.
2: Uh, So for me, it's uh, prolific uh, at the prolific professor or uh, prolific PT Academy on Instagram. Uh, Those are my two main ones Uh, and then follow along on the muscle and fitness plus channel. If you uh, enjoy streaming services, muscle and fitness has a new streaming service and I have the prolific PT Academy channel uh, in which I'll be posting up each uh, an episode with Alvin here soon uh, that we recorded, which is really awesome. Uh, And hopefully Jamie, I'll be having you on soon as well. Uh, So if you follow along there, uh, subscribe to the uh, PT prolific PT Academy channel.
0: Ah, fantastic. Awesome stuff coming up for you, Isaac. And Alvin, where can people find you?
2: Personal
1: Mastery Training, everything. PersonalMasteryTraining.com. Oh, .coach, actually. And Personal Mastery Training on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. No, it might be alvin.b.brown. But you'll find me there, Personal Mastery Training. That's where I'll be. My podcast is there, too, where I go through strategy and masterclass. Both Isaac and Jamie has been on there. And also, of course, you'll find all of us in one place. At the same time, every Tuesday, you'll find us where Jamie leads us on trainer Revenue Multiplier Gold.
0: I think that's all I have to say, guys. If you liked what you heard, rate, share, subscribe, uh, put it on your Instagrams and Facebook, share with your friends. We appreciate you. And until next time, have a great rest of your day.
1: Peace, everybody.
0: Nice.